Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I am the second host, Chris Detzel. Hello, <laughs> <little> second host. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, look, uh, I have a great looking beer here. I don't, I don't know if you can tell that, but it's a community beer. Uh, they're located here in Dallas, Texas. And I, I'm, in, I'm very interested. It's Honey Citrus Blonde. So I'm very interested to, to taste this. Not right now. <laughs> it's during the day, and, and I know there's some folks who can't see it. it it's actually a very nice, cool looking uh, can because it's done like a honeycomb on the outside, and uh, and it has it's honey citrus. It's one of those beers that come out during this time because it's starting to get warmer outside, and folks are going to want to sit outside. Yeah, it's called you know the company is Community Beer Company. Yep. So I follow them on Twitter now from beer peers over beers. <laughs> Stalking them, <laughs> please sponsor us. Hey, sponsor us. No. Hey, we're 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 also community. <laughs> yes. No, I thought it was funny because I bought it. I said community, and I was like, uh, and I was like Costco. I I showed my wife. I go, I'm buying this beer. This 24 pack, way too many. But <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, too she goes, too funny. Community, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, your your wife is very cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know we. We've been going on a run on this uh, idea of answering some of your questions that have been coming in naturally uh, as you've been kind of growing the community. Yeah. Uh, one of them, we've done a couple of those, of those but we so we carry on because they're great little chit-chat conversations. The last time we said, ooh, metrics, let's do something on the side. Let's do that one as a special one. So yeah. re- do you have the question they asked on metrics specifically or was it just metrics? Um, the question really was just around, you know, what what are you going to measure, uh, and what's going to make you success? You know, what determines what uh, success is? And my thought is, when you there, there's, and you kind of taught me this, but it's there's different levels of metrics, right? I think in the first year, uh, you've got to be kind to yourself, you know, and kind. Look, I mean, you don't know what you don't know when you first uh, start a community. So, you know, you've just got to look at just a couple, two or three things. And I'm not saying you don't uh, measure other things outside of, you know, but what you're going to show the business, uh, just probably two or three basic things. And then say, hey, that's what I'm measuring. Yes, you measure other things and you put it on your spreadsheet, you kind of track. Um, but, you know, I would say keep it simple in the first. And then we can talk about maybe year two or three, what are some things that you really look at, you know? Um, so I think that's kind of where that question is. I was, <laughs> it's funny because you know, when you're in office, you hear the phone starts to ring and all that kind of crazy stuff. But so I had you mm-hmm. on mute. Um, yeah, no, I, I, so I'll make a couple. I'm curious how you answered it. Because um, you know how I kind of go around this idea of metrics. Like, you're right, year one and year two is different from year three, year four. And so I, I, I love the way, and I can't take credit for this, but I think it was Forrester who originally did this years ago. In characterizing communities' growth into three separate areas, one was birth. Then there's they call it adolescence. I think that was a term, but it was growth stage. And then there's maturity. And each of those stages, I think, um, require different metrics, or at least yeah. different 
uh, are you sure was it the CR network that has that? They have something like that. Too. They have something like that too, but I think they adopted it from Forrester. Or somebody it's from like Forrester. That. I think I just remember Forrester being one of the first. I think I want to say it was Charlene Lee who first did it out years ago. Um, yeah, they just don't do anything on uh, communities anymore. No, they they've, just, they've kind of moved on. Uh, partly because I think the the main folks, uh, you know, Charlene Lee and um, oh my gosh, uh, Jeremiah Oyoung, who were the ones driving it from Forrester, kind of do their own stuff. Um, and of course, they have their own altimeter group. That's they those two. I think created the altimeter group, and I think they kind of matured that whole model. And I think they have an article about metrics in these different phases. Um, but I think when we first started, one of the, f- the first thing is in my head is around number of people signing up, right? Just to see that total. Yeah, registrations. Thing. Yep. And then we also looked at the, especially for like B2B, we wanted to know how many employees versus new members, right? Because we would get an influx of employees, but it became an employee party, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that could happen. <laughs> uh, we looked at number of interactions, right? Number of posts that were being created and posts per person. I mean, those are kind of big, quick items to see. Are they interacting? Are they coming in? We looked at number of people who completed their profile. We were trying to figure out uh, if they've uh, done something. And the other thing we started to look at was, okay, they signed up. When was the last time they were active and trying to re-engage activity? Uh, And part of that is because you have, I know we will go through these phases of signing people up, and then they would do that effort, and then they would never come back. Yeah. And in this growth stage, you wanted people to just like keep coming back, keep coming back, keep coming back. And that allowed us to have that campaign to go do it. Um, yep. Your thoughts? How did you – I mean that's the first – Yeah, so um, so there's two different ways that um, I'm doing this. Or When I was at Imperva, I did a little bit different than what I'm going to do here at Realtio. Uh, when I was at Imperva, um, the way I kind of looked at it was just registrations was a key. And not to say the other things weren't, but, you know, to just tell my bosses, hey, this is what we're going to to look at for metrics and page views. And I know a lot of people don't like that metric, uh, but it was somewhat of an easy metric to kind of to gauge on. I'm not doing that this time around. What I'm doing instead is kind of your thought is, yes, registrations for this for this first year, two things that I care about really is registrations and engagement. Mm-hmm. So engagement in that engagement bucket, you know, registrations and registrations. And then we are looking at, um, you know, partners versus employees versus customers and non-customers. So we're putting that in four buckets. Um, and so when you register, you have to say, you know, I have one question on the registration that says, are you a customer? And it says, I'm a partner or yes or no. <laughs> you know, and then employees um, will um, log in through SSO, and so you can just do, you you can count those easy. Um, so that's that's one. So uh, that I'll be tracking, and two, I'll be tracking engagement. So whether they reply, like, log in, um, and and I'll do it as a percentage. So I'll say seven to ten. The goal is seven to ten percent of engagement of that entire audience for the year. Um, so really driving the engagement because I think at the end of the day, the single most important thing that you can do is engage your audience. And, and I think that that's going to be something that I want to focus in on uh, and things like that. So uh, so that's what I'll be doing this year. My think those are fair. Um, 
as you were talking, I was kind of organizing thoughts and like in growth, I put three things down. One was membership growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I put the words keeping people. And then three were posts, which where you think you're doing is this idea of interaction, right? Yeah, I like the idea of, so with higher logic, there's, um, it's really cool and they didn't have it with intelligent, but you can, you can tell everybody who's logged in for the day and it gives you these numbers and, and then you can just click on it and it tells you the exact, the, the people that are doing it on a daily basis. You can run different reports and things like that. So yeah. the reporting is fairly robust, uh, not just because of that one metric, but, um, but I do, I do like, um, you know, uh, those things from an engagement. I think also that I'll start tracking is number of posts, you know, maybe it's a week or something like that. Uh, time to the time it takes to, to answer a post um, and how many posts per thread. Yeah. So that's where I think your phase two comes in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So in your adolescence- have that information. Yeah, you know? no, you should have it. Absolutely. You should have yep. it. And in phase two, that's where I feel you should start doing this, what I call SLA level activity, like time to oppose, time to answer, uh, time to first answer, um, where you're really looking at interaction, total total population to see how that's going up over time. Um, no, I, I think that's definitely necessary. And, you know, thinking as you were talking about your boss, you know, you and I as kind of, you know, a community, uh, we'll use the words geeks, but we'll just say it like that, which is we are hypersensitive to what's going on in our community. We we pull yeah. all these numbers and we look at it, but, you know, at an executive level, yeah. you had, you were mentioning that, like, this is too much in the weeds sometimes for somebody. Yeah. Nobody um, wants to see a bunch of fucking metrics, you know, they're, they're no. just like, okay, I don't give a sh- What is the key here and why, you know, how is it driving you know, the business goals at the end of the day, you know, some of our business goals are, you know, uh, case deflection, time to value and those kinds of things is community doing that. Yes or no. And how are they, how is it doing it? So, you know, there has to be some, I guess, latitude of look, you know, we're just building this thing. We're not going to just directly affect the, the numbers today, but we, that's what we're trying to get to. And, and that talks, we can talk about marketing and that kind of stuff of getting people in and doing, using the community and that kind of stuff. So, um, but I think Jermaine to the conversation, I don't have to get totally off of it, but no, no, no. I think maybe as part of the metrics conversation, there are, I, I think what to measure is very kind of well documented, if that makes sense. Mm. We just mentioned some of those places where we can go and you and I have our philosophies and thoughts, but I think showing value to the business of what these things can do, that's a really valuable metric. And it does depend from case to case. It does depend from company to company. Sometimes it's, it is revenue. Sometimes it's about how quickly can I get a customer from in the community to purchase a product yep. for you. Um, support loyalty play, yeah. right? Uh, and when I say support, meaning re- driving down cost of support, serving many. Uh, that is a, that's totally a very palatable number. You had this number of cases. Now you have this number of cases, right? Yeah. Overall number of cases are going to go up because you're including the community in there, but that's great. That's actually a good thing that you're serving more with less. Well, you know, that's the goal of the, at the end of the day, you know, with the support community is 
how do you get people to answer other people's questions? And then, you know, yeah, when people find it on Google and metric, all these right? things. So yeah, it's, it's, it is a good metric, you know, uh, at the end of the year, if I had 1500 questions and then answers, 1500 questions and then answers to every one of those questions, that's huge, yep. you know, you know, so, um, and, and I think, by the way, and another engagement metric, and I think is key is, is the quality of the answers. So we kind of talked about that, uh, the last, Oh yeah, I, yeah two. I agree. you know, so just pushing, you know, that, Hey, this answered my question or what is that called? Um, verified uh, answer, verified answer or something, whatever it's called within the platform. So just teaching your users how to do that kind of stuff. Yep. That's, that's a hard one though, for some reason. Well, because it requires you to come back after your question has been answered. Yeah, exactly. And once your question's answered, you're like, I'm done. Peace. <laughs> I'm moving yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, if I do participate in community and I get that ask, and I, I will actually do it just because I know how annoying that is on my side, but still. <laughs> how much do you participate in communities, by the way? Believe it or not, uh, very recently. Um, because, and I'll tell you a, a quick story. Maybe we have time. So, in the in the financial sector, it's it's kind of three pe- three different markets. You have the big guys, Chase. Yeah. You know, they have the money to go build whatever they want, mm-hmm. and they rarely use third parties, partly because that's a security risk. Huh. There's a middle tier of banks who are a hybrid of build internally to uh, maybe use some third party products. But that's a small group of people, uh, small group of companies. Then you have a large swath of financial institutions in which uh, credit unions are part of them where they don't have the staff or the resource to build an internal development, you know, to go build their own stuff. So they have to rely on third parties, right? And there are a lot of third parties out there. And I tell you third party, like not communities, you're talking about something different. Yep. Building stuff. Like your online banking product. Oh, got it. Got it. So online banking, most of the online banking interfaces are done by a company, like a third-party company. No one really creates their own online banking platform anymore. Just the big guys do. It's too too much, too costly. And And they're probably finding that too, is that there's been lots of money. These big banks are spending tons of money to keep it up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's all that, right? Um, I tell you this because two of the when you create an account, you have to validate this individual, right? Are they really who they are? Are they doing something nefarious? Are they a terrorist? I mean, those kind of the things, right? Before I start giving an account, <laughs> and so those checks are, have to be done. So there are two big companies that do this kind of creation and validation. One is called Meridian Link, very big company, and the other one is called Verifin. You've probably heard of it. Yeah, those two companies do not talk to each other. So if I'm validating, I mean, I was talking to somebody and I said, so wait, in all of the people you deal with and talk with, all your company, all your customers, as they create a new account, you're physically removing them from that experience to go to this other site in which they have to add some data and then that's sent back somehow. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's a long story because I was on Verifin and Verifin has a really good community. And I'm at, I'm posting and asking questions, and the consensus from the community was, if anybody builds this, we'll pay money for that. 
And this is interesting because if Verifin was listening to their community <laughs> and I was uh, asking questions and reading posts, uh, saying, hey, has anybody done this clearly? And there was, I was getting a lot of response of like, well, this is how we're handling it. This is how we're doing it. Great idea, generation. But it wasn't – it was a lot of posts. There was a lot of conversation out there. Yeah. I could almost hashtag it, hashtag Meridian Link if I wanted to. Uh, so that was a little story to tell you a couple things. One is, yes, there are communities out there on the that I would use personally. Yeah. Two. Um, it looks like you have to log into that community to see it. So. You do. Yeah, you have to log in the community to see it. And it's on the Salesforce community. Of course, I went totally geek on it. Did you like it? the the platform or okay. care? it's okay i mean a lot of the front end for most of these community platforms are pretty much the same yeah there's just some ui stuff it's really on the back end that is oh, the value statement. uh and i don't know what sales try to go build a salesforce community yeah it's exactly correct and my guess is that for Verifin, their entire CRM system is probably on of course. Salesforce. That's how it is, right? They're giving this stuff away for free. So like, yeah, go get a community. Um, but anyway, I don't see how they are not listening to community because this is a big thing too. Yes, it's it's funny how um, they have one. Uh, and I was using it. And it, just for someone who's done it in the past, I'm like, oh, I got this. <laughs> Crack my knuckles, you know, and kind of get in there and start tapping away. Yeah, you know, it, it make me so we kind of completely get off track, but it makes me interested. Now, I'll probably go look uh, on LinkedIn to see who the community manager is for Verifin. Um, yeah, actually, I was going to do that too. I was going to ask questions, going, "Hey, uh, what are uh, some of your metrics? <laughs> and do, metrics you use? Are to... you the only person that looks at this, or does anybody <laughs> in the organization care, like product management and yeah. those that can?" Help now that I made a friend, can you ideas. just look at my post and just forward it to yeah. somebody who can answer? <laughs> I tell you what, it's, uh, and we're completely get off here, but yeah, uh, totally. Sorry. from an ideation standpoint, is you know, if you know people within an organization, like for example, I know a lot of people at Higher Logic, and I have an idea, and somebody, like I posted an idea the other day. Mm. It was a question on the community hey, can it was basic, you know, can can we have multiple authors on a blog on the community? And, and today you can't on higher logic. And I'm like, isn't this basic? <laughs> you know, shouldn't you have be able to have multiple, like two or three different uh, authors, like co-authoring different things? And um, so I asked that. I say, like, hey, is there? And I showed a picture of where it's being done just on our main website. You know, like our CTO and CEO co-authored a blog. And I'm like, so then I also tagged the the. Uh, the chief product manager or product officer, right? <laughs> he just because at James, I won't say his last name, but the and then <laughs> and I posted innocent. I put the uh, idea. They have an ideation. I said I'm not sure if this ideation thing works, but you know, and then tagged uh, James in it, you know, and then he replied right off. You know, that's a good idea. We'll have a talk about this next on Tuesday. You know, so point is, it's. If you build relationships with your vendor, like, you know, let's say, you know, uh, Verifin was one of your vendors, Michael, you know, in my opinion, it's it's really good to get to know a lot of different people within the organization. I know the CEO, I could call the CEO tomorrow, and if he's not busy, which he probably is, he would answer kind of thing, or at least put some time on his calendar for me if, if I really wanted it, you know, 
And so I think that's important to try to really do that. Completely got off, but I think it's, but it, it was a nice little tangent. No, no, it's a, it's, it's actually good. A nice, a nice summary of what we've been talking about. So, you know, talking about metrics, we all kind of know that there are three different sections of your timeline on, on metrics. There's a lot of data out there, a lot of good resources to find out which ones are the best ones to, to do for your community. But I think the value is finding the right metric to show business value, right? And we talked a little bit, but for you, for you, it's more around case deflection, you know, reducing support costs, that kind of stuff. Tying it, I think is valuable. We got a little conversation around, do I still use communities? Absolutely. <laughs> I wasn't sure. No, no, I still, I still do and leverage them quite, quite a bit. And I, I just geek out when I'm in them. Uh, and then your statement around, it's good to do that. Not only that, but start tagging. You said you tag everybody when you were doing like an ideation uh, element. And by doing yeah. that, it allows it to surface, but just getting to know people internally and kind of driving that that deep uh, relationship with the third parties that you, you work with yeah. means you can get someone's attention really quickly uh, when you need to. I guess I think totally fair. Absolutely correct. It's important. I think, and, and the last thing I'll say is, uh, I guess it could be the last thing for next next time, we should kind of think about uh, how do you market, uh, you know, your community, right? So, you know, what does that strategy look like? And then what are some of the tactics to drive the marketing piece of a brand new community? Mm. I, also I like that idea. Any stage. <laughs> do what? It is different. I also I think agree. different any stage. <laughs> but let's just talk about a new community because I am interested actually in, you know, like a two or three, four-year-old community. Some of those, some of the same things are there, but you know, now you have some really good stuff on your community. People are talking and then, you know, what else do we drive? What else do we think about? I kind of like the way you're doing it right now, which was the exclusivity approach. You could totally, uh, which was, you know, hey, we'd love to invite you to something working on. You're a great customer. We'd love you to see it. I think that's how you were said you were mentioning you were doing a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I tried to do some of that, and I haven't had any luck yet. But hmm. um, you know, it's it's that's a work in progress. But you know, I do want some of that exclusivity in some of the communities as well. But I I still like the idea of before we launch two weeks before, why don't you come in and try it, you know, and do some things, you know, it'd be really cool to have you as a founding member, those kinds of things. So um, that's a good marketing tactic, right? Mm -hmm. So, I agree. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about the marketing piece um, the next time. I like that. Excellent, sir. And with that, thank you for another great episode, sir. Appreciate it very much. And we until we get a chance to meet again, I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And again, I'm the second host, Chris Detzel. <laughs> All right, Chris, I'll talk to you later. Later.